Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level. Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the bad five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war ain't can wait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what up, though? What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you, of course, by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev Mac. And I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brother, Jimmy the Blueprint, is in the building. Uh, B. Austin is off saving women and children from burning cars on the side of Georgia highways, so he might be with us uh, a little bit later. He might not. I'm not exactly sure yet. But uh, the NCAA tournament is underway. The GOAT has made a U-turn that has disrupted traffic in the NFL, and we'll discuss it all. So sit back, relax, bust it up again with your guys in the war room, the greatest man cave in the history of this here universe. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as it is every week, is 323-410-0012. What up, fam? It's, uh, it's St. Patrick's Day. Remind me again, what the hell is St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Today we celebrate um, James, you know what I'm saying, and his family. Uh, James, you know, For the contributions Tasha. to culture. Yeah, James Tasha, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Tariq, Young you got to celebrate Tariq. them today mm-hmm. for their contributions Definitely. to culture. So it's, it's, it's all about celebrating them. Yo, this, like St. Patrick's Day is one of those things. You know how there's certain things in your life where you don't really understand it, and you ask people who know, they tell you, but you still don't know, like year after year, like, St. Patrick's Day is one of them. I don't know why people run around celebrating St. Patrick's Day. To me, it looks like um, an opportunity for white people to go to bars and get beer and, and dress in I green mean, you and drink green that. beer and Do the same shit thing like. with Cinco de Mayo. But yeah, yeah. Another one. Not another one. I was going to name that. St. Patrick's Day, Cinco de Mayo. Like, I don't need Cinco de Mayo. I eat, I eat Mexican every Tuesday. Um, shout out to LeBron and his family. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? <laughs> Gluten. What the fuck is gluten? I asked. <laughs> yeah, you mixed that in with St. Patrick's Day, though. Yo, I ask my wife every, probably once a month, what's gluten? She gives me a very intelligent answer. And then the next month coming, I'm like, yo, what is gluten? And why is everybody allergic to it all of a sudden? And why are we trying to keep it out of stuff all of a sudden? I don't know what gluten is. I don't know why we ce- yeah. they celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why people <laughs> celebrate Cinco de Mayo. But, yeah, that's on my list. I'm going to make a list. It's going to have a whole lot more stuff than that, but stuff yeah, that I absolutely. get answers to and still don't understand. <laughs> so what up with you, yeah, man? I mean, the gluten, listen, tell gluten, that's gluten. Yeah. I mean, I, that's all I know is we're supposed to be against gluten right now. That's all I know. I don't know what it is, but get it out of my food. <laughs> 
Uh, Neil Skyview in the chat room. What up? How y'all doing today? Um, if any of y'all know what gluten is, go ahead and put that in the in the chat room, and I'll try to remember it this time. Um, I know it wasn't none of her pies. Neil said keto. I don't really know what that is either. I thought keto was like just eating a lot of meat, Paul. But <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. You know, I know I know a lot of chicks that like keto. Um, anyway. Hey you. Know, be awesome off doing his thing, like we said. Uh, hopefully, he'll be with us soon. But before we get started, man, we just got to remind y'all, like we always do, that whether you're with us live or if you're catching us on the replay, on demand, you can still check out archive episodes of our show and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. That's either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms out there. Um, there's never an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room. And, and you know, we got a culture and entertainment-type network, man, so there's something for everybody. And we got something, you know, if, if it's nothing for you on there now, I'm pretty sure we got something coming down the pike that'll interest you because, you know, there's a whole lot of people that talk about a whole lot of things and, you know, they're interested in doing it on the network. But right now, if you're a hip-hop fan, there's definitely something for you, man. Tissue in the Tape, uh, hip-hop podcast, greatest hip-hop podcast ever invented. Don't take my word for it. Take a listen to it. Um, if you're in the Philly sports, man, we got the Broad Street line with Roy and Chris. These brothers been doing it for 11, 12 years, same as we have. Um, two of the best in the business. We got some newcomers to the game, superstars of sports. That's another Philly podcast, but, you know, once in a while, just like the Broad Street line, they tap on some some national uh, coverage as well. Um, if you like to eat, call yourself a foodie, then John Appetit is the podcast for you. And if you like to watch a lot of TV, movies, in the entertainment period, on the couch with the Wilsons, man, they watch everything so you don't have to. But it'll be your choice, you know, once once you get the report from them. So shout out to everybody on the network. And we're going to jump right into these hot topics, which are brought to you by my bookie, War Room Family. It's time for you to make some money sports betting in my bookie. If you still haven't done so, then it's time to stop wasting wasting time and place your bet. Lay down some money on all the biggest games in sports. You got the whole NCAA tournament here. So it's bets for days that could be laid down in the next week. Uh, so just join the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM. That's all caps, one word. We hope you can spell, because I'm not spelling it for you. That'll activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all there is to it. So, Jim, like I just said, man, you know, the NCAA tournament is upon us. Um, were you excited about this, like, coming up? Like, you got a bracket? Like, I, <laughs> seems different for me, man, this year. I didn't even look at the brackets until after the game started. So that answers the question for me. I, I did not fill out a bracket this year. Even years when I don't know what's going on in college basketball, I still jump on and fill out a bracket. You know, this time I just didn't do so. And I think we lost Jim for a minute. So wait for him to come back. Oh, here he is right here. Jim, I was asking if you uh, if you are excited about the start of the tournament. Like, did you fill out a bracket this year? Actually, I didn't. 
Not at all. No, I see yeah, you said something either. to me earlier this morning. I forgot all about it. <laughs> Yo, I, this might be, I don't know, because we probably got me saying this before. Like, I can't remember. Like, the last, this tour, counting this one, the last three tournaments kind of been a haze for me, especially, you know, because of the whole COVID situation. But I, I still don't remember going into a tournament and never filling out a bracket until this time. Like, even when I have no clue what's going on in college basketball, I still go and fill out a bracket. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this time... Yeah, I, thought we said that. I, thought, I thought that was last time we said that, though. Maybe I don't know. Did we? It might have, might have been. I don't know. Cause like I said, these last three, it's kind of been a haze. Well, can't even say the last three because they canceled the whole tournament uh, two years ago. So these last three years oh, have been a haze. But I thought... I thought I filled one out last year. I don't. I know we didn't do our contest, but I thought I filled one out, but I'm not sure. But I know for sure this time I didn't even fill out a bracket. I didn't even view a bracket until a few hours ago when I was getting ready for this show. So, I, I, you know, I was more excited. What up, B? I was more excited about, you know, I always sit and watch the games when they come on. I got a little tradition where, you know, I grab a few pizzas and throw on all the games and all of that. But, you know, it was it was a I don't care type situation. I don't need anybody to win or lose for my brackets. I don't know. It's probably better this way. B, what's up with you? I know you've, you've probably gone like the last 10 out of 12 years without filling out a bracket. But did you fill out a bracket this year? I filled out a bracket in 2014. <laughs> that was the last time you filled out a bracket. Yo, B B B bracket had Billy Owens win the whole thing. <laughs> yo, the boy, yo. Yeah, so you know, I I don't really, I didn't care about it this year. I have no clue who's gonna win. Like I said, I just took a peek at the brackets, getting ready for the show, so I found out who the number one seeds were. And I see one of them is a little bit against the ropes right now. Uh, Gonzaga has a four-point, a six-point lead on Georgia, on number 16, Georgia State. But uh, I've been watching this whole game. This is probably their biggest lead of the game. Um, of course, we had that 5-12 upset that we have <laughs> every year, sometimes, you know, multiple 5-12s with um, Richmond knocking off Iowa. Um, we had our our traditional MEAC team get in on the 16th seed and get their heads beat in. Um, I guess sometime in the last 20 years or so, we had a couple of them, you know, pull that upset. But uh, Norfolk State, as my father-in-law would say, got their socks rolled up <laughs> earlier today. Oh. Um, <laughs> they got their socks rolled up. Uh, good. Their father-in-law got the hardest adjectives in the game. Yeah, his old, man, his, his old man. His old man bars is truthful. So, hey, yo, like, y'all got any favorites? Y'all got any, y'all, you know, who's going to win the tournament? <laughs> or are we just sitting there like, I don't, even, I don't even know who's in it, so I'm going to say Gonzaga because you just said they were the number one seed. So, therefore, they're the only team I know that's in it. I know Michigan is <laughs> in it, too. Sorry, I talking earlier. <laughs> Yo, yeah, Michigan ran into some problems earlier, but they had a strong second half to. Um, Duke I mean, they were actually the lower seed, so it wasn't an upset. So, um, you know, Michigan. I just go with he was dominant. I just go with who was dominant when Dante Calabria was rocking. 
Carolina. <laughs> yeah. Carolina actually what about Duke? somebody trash can up right now. I'm about to say, what about Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, and uh, Michigan State? Yeah, they're all in it. <laughs> they're oh, all yeah. in it. Okay, cool. Um, all right, well, there you go. Yo, funny thing about this, though, like people listening, they probably like, yo, what happened to these dudes? Like, yeah, we used to love sports so much. Like, this used to be the, like, it would be detail yeah. of everything. I now, love can we just come on and talk? Come on and talk. We don't, we don't know nothing. Yeah, but you need to be hating on my sport. With streaming, with streaming services and all that, man, TV is real strong these last few years, man. <laughs> we about to turn into a show about TV, <laughs> TV is real strong, and sports fans, you know, diminish your love for actually caring and talking about sports. So, you know, this is where we are right now, man. We used to be very detailed. Yeah, I want to talk about TV shows. I want to talk about TV shows and all the ratchet memes, and they'll be sending. Hey, I, I'd rather talk about chicks that do the keto diet. Anyway. Um, hey, yo, you, you don't get that a whole new meaning. No, no, that's a new slanguage, dog. That's new slang. She do keto. Yeah, she eat a lot of meat. She like, she like meat. Um, <laughs> she a lot of meat. <laughs> no, I got it. Y'all didn't have to explain. I knew immediately. No, no, we figured you did, but, you know. Some people don't even know what keto is. We got on this conversation because after, like, 45 attempts of my very intelligent wife, you know, trying to explain to me what gluten is, I don't know what gluten is. And I don't know why everybody's against gluten. No, right dog. No, <laughs> I don't know what gluten is either. <laughs> Yo, but the thing is, having it, been, you know, it's been explained to you several times, right? So it's like, yeah, you take in that information and you be like, you leave the conversation like, what they talking about? What's gluten? Like, I still don't get why, you know, everybody's trying to take gluten out of everything these days, but I don't know. I never yeah. heard of it. Yeah, shout out to Mrs. McMillan. She do kind of make everybody feel stupid, unintentionally. <laughs> I mean, she be trying to make me smarter. She be trying to teach, but, you know, my propensity for listening these days is, you know, school's over, so I'm like, well, I got to learn. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um. NFL man, the, the 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 goat, Tom Brady, he bust a a Yubi, <laughs> and retired to begin with. Calling it quits from calling it quits. So he, you know, he said he's coming back for his twenty third year. He said he and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have some unfinished business. This is actually this is exactly what he said. He said. These past two months, I realized my place is still in the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates, and I love my supportive family. I just don't want to hang with them. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business, LFG. What are, what are y'all thoughts on that? Uh, is there any shock in this? No, I could tell um, from the gate that his wife made him retire to begin with, and that don't usually go well. So you think they probably had yeah. that talk like he's sitting around the house miserable and she's like letting him do it because she don't want him to resent her for making him quit. Like one of them type of movie scenarios. Absolutely. Bull was miserable and it's the off season. Imagine what would happen when OTAs kick off and he ain't there. He right. probably beat her by this first week of the season. <laughs> yo! Hey, yo! Yo! Yo, Tom Rice. What's your thoughts, Jim? 
pretty Yo, surprised. I feel like Bulls. I feel like Bulls a terrible father. He's a disappointment, and I don't care what he does as a quarterback. You're a loser. Say like, no, but I'm joking. I'll joke aside though. Um, no, I heard is. a lot of the conspiracy theories. I heard a lot of the conspiracy theories about like his moving to ownership with the Dolphins and all kinds of other craziness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tend to like conspiracy theories, so you know I'm gonna put a little credence and, and say that's what's really going on. But once you make that decision, unless your life is just that terrible at home, like is his life just that terrible at home? Like does he hate her that much that like, he just prolonging their divorce? I mean, it could be. She <laughs> said he prolonging their divorce. Yo, it could be. I don't know. It might be a situation where he's watching every, you know, free agency started. He's watching everybody sign deals, sign extensions. Maybe he figures, you know, maybe I should just go sign, you know, sign this two-year extension with the devil. Because, you know, I'm already, you're talking about conspiracy theories. I'm already convinced that Tom Brady a long time ago, you know, probably right before the tuck rule game, made a deal with the devil, maybe mm-hmm. even at halftime. Maybe even while they were reviewing that play, he might have, you know, <laughs> he might have wrapped his homie Satan while they were reviewing that play. Like, you give me this, Satan, and, you know, we can talk business for a long time. So. Yo, he called the boy his homie Satan. Yo, so, but but either either that, either, either he decided to renew, or Satan was like, nah, dog, you still got some years on your deal. Like, what you doing? <laughs> I, I said I was gonna give you this 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 fame, this title, this money. You know, you you still owe me. So whatever Tom is doing, because Jim, you you touched on it, Pauls, but I, I ain't no. I think Tom Brady got to be a terrible dad. I mean, I already know he left his first child and 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 his mother to get a supermodel wife, and now you know he has kids with the supermodel wife and no one to be home with him. So. I don't think it's a joke that he probably a terrible pop, but you know that's his business. Horrible dad. No, but I, I wasn't shocked though. Brady always talks like a couple years ago when he did move to Tampa. Like he left it so open ended about how long he wanted to play, and people were already saying, "Man, he might play till he forty five, forty six. So you know he, he's not there yet. So. Maybe he is going to decide to do that. My question is, what does this do for the other people who seem like they were going to leave that situation? Like, does a Rob Gronkowski come back now? Is he on board wood that much that he's going to come back twice for this dude? <laughs> Absolutely. Is <laughs> he on board wood that much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he on his long wood. Oh. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> No, I mean, no, serious question, though, because now, you know, it's speculation about dudes. Like, is he going to come back to the Bucks now that I Brady's mean, he back? he did say, I don't want to play for nobody. The boy funny as hell, though. He didn't want to play for nobody except for Tom Brady or Joe Burrow. Like, he was trying to – he was always trying to – he was always <laughs> trying to, like, see if the Bengals had interest, put that out there. So, but, you but you know, because uh, he said that before Tom Brady came back, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know what that was. That was a just-in-case Tom comes back. But mm-hmm. if he doesn't, <laughs> if he doesn't, I'm rolling with the young bull. Nah, I, I, see, I see that. He was hedging his bets pretty that, – that was pretty smart on Gronk's part. Um, so, yeah, he'll probably be back uh, with, with Tommy Brady at some point. Um, last question. Do y'all think it's a mistake, though? I mean – he could have won the MVP this season. Like, 
some people say he should have won the MVP. Uh, I think that season. here's led the, the thing, league in I yardage, led the league in touchdowns, kind of, led the league in attempts. It's mm-hmm. kind of a mistake in the sense that, like, you can't keep trying to beat Father Time, right? Because we right. all know every great player that we've seen, the one thing they can't avoid. I don't care who you are. And up until this point, I mean, he's, had, he's, he's shown like a little decline, but not much. And right. he's, he's going to keep tempting fate. He's going to end up looking like Drew Brees and Peyton Manning did it last year. Like, <laughs> their last year was terrible. But right. he didn't have that. He was still playing at a high level, like, but he gonna keep he keep something fade all you want to, beloved. See, but that's that's the, that's exactly what I'm what I be thinking, Jim. Like, I'm like, damn, you went to another team, won a Super Bowl. I thought he should have rolled out then. All right, you didn't roll out. You came back. You didn't win. You didn't win a Super Bowl, but you damn near won the MVP of the league. So go out like that. But I guess Tom Brady go out on a high. Yeah, go out on a high note and. Mm-hmm. To to your point about not beating Father Time, have you ever noticed them dudes that ball to that last little bit of their prime? I don't even know if I could call this Tom Brady's prime, but he's just still nice. They hit like a wall where they can fall off in like a matter of six months. Like six months ago, what Tom Brady was might not be what he is four months from now, like, and it's a short period of time. You don't even think about that when you're in your 20s. Mm, I mean, your 30s a little bit. But at 40, he could be nice at the end of that season and come the beginning of this season, he could fall off a cliff into the abyss in terms of his play. I think that's what happened with Peyton Manning even. So, the only thing I'm thinking, though, Tom Brady is probably figuring, like, I'm so solidified. Like, it really does. I mean, it's the same way for – Peyton and Breeze, but you still don't like to see them like that. Even oh, yeah, if, people, you know, people throw that out the back of their no, no one remembers those seasons, but what I'm saying, right. though, I think that what you're saying is that I think I think it's like six hours, yo, because <laughs> like, I mean, last season for, for, for Manning as well as Breeze, it happened in season. Like, Peyton started the season off hot, and it's like then his body realized, like, yo, I'm old and I'm trash right. now. He went from like, he went to complete, by the time the season ended, yo, he was Yo, they were talking about not starting him and starting like who? Who was it they were uh, thinking about starting? It was somebody Tebow, was it? it was somebody Simeon. trash. Oh, uh, it was some other, it was some other boy. I, I remember what he was talking Yeah, it's like that's how bad he got. But they was like, no, he ain't gonna make the mistakes that the other boy gonna make. So let's put him in there. But it's right. same with Breeze. Breeze started off hot, and then like towards the middle of the season, he just went like off a cliff. Like, You're right. Like Peyton, and I think what it is, he dude, wasn't like, ass in that season. last season. Because he couldn't. He wasn't asking that last season to be Peyton Manning. But like Jim said, you throw the rookie in there, even with the strong team that they got around him, not the rookie, but the young dude, he could possibly throw that away and mess that up. Whereas Peyton, even though he's flabby and sick, looking like uh, – <laughs> Yo, looking like, don't make uh, no mistake. The defense – yeah. Which, which, oh, Larry the Holmes. The defense was so fire. Larry, <laughs> Larry Holmes. The defense was so yeah. fire. They was like, yo, just don't make mistakes. And we can still win a chip. And we got and we got Well, let me ask you a question. He turned into the most famous game manager in the world. And then Bree just, like, turned into, like, yo, Quincy Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, y'all brought up up, um, Peyton and Breeze at the very, very end. Do you think that uh, Jalen Hurts' arm is stronger now than theirs was at the end? 
or no? Hey, yo. He can run touchdowns, though. Run faster. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, good running back. So, you know, what you want me to do? Yeah, man. The ball keeps him fake, man. That's all I can say, man. Like, and eventually, it's going to catch up with him. So, and the thing is, um, you know, when you say that, Jim, even if it's not just a fall off, like, you don't want to be rehabbing some devastating injury at 45 years old. You know what I mean? Because you didn't want to sit down. Yeah. Like, th- think about it like at this see. age, if we had to rehab like an Achilles. Like, man, I'll just let my Achilles rot. I ain't doing nothing. It <laughs> would take three years to come back from. It take three years. I mean, but that's the thing. At this up. point, you wouldn't even be trying to come back. you just like, yo, why am I this old and I'm rehabbing a, an injury like this? So, uh, Gonzaga pulling away now. Like, yo, it was literally, what I say, a six point game like five minutes ago? Yeah, 82-58. It was 60. Yeah, yo, it was 64 to 58. It is 82 to 68. What kind of run is that? Yeah, Your man Chet Walker, the Skeletor, just banged on somebody and won. All right, so, yeah, yo, that's a hell of a run by Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, you're drawing, Tom. Tom, Tom must have watched the combine and see them young boys coming in the league. Six seven running like four six, right? Can you see right. That? <laughs> so look, talking about possible retirement. Now everybody has this dude in the in you know the retirement home. Everybody has him in the grave. <laughs> Julio Jones, by all accounts, is about to be released by the Tennessee Titans. First of all, do y'all think that's it for Julio? And I'm only asking, not because Julio probably, you know, it's not like he's old like Tom Brady or anything, but Julio has played a total of 19 games in the past two seasons, played 10 this this season, had like 31 receptions for 400-something yards, one touchdown. We know that's not Julio numbers. Played nine games for the Falcons last season. So injuries are really kind of plaguing this dude. Do y'all think this is it for Julio? Because you know, I, I think about that somebody is, will give him a shot that, if he wanted a shot, but is he going to roll? What's, what's funny about that question is, like, soon as he, like, you know, was announced that he was cut in our group chat as well as, like, Facebook and, and Instagram, I saw people automatically saying, man, what a career, it's over. And I was like, huh? Because <laughs> I, actually, I actually watched him play last year, and he wasn't bad at all. He just couldn't stay on the field. Like, even in those 10 games, like, a couple of them games, he got – he only played a couple snaps and only played, like, you know, till halftime. So he couldn't stay on the field. But when he was in the field, I mean, he still was productive. Obviously, he wasn't yeah. the old Julio from his prime, but he was better than most receivers in the league, even when he played. Yeah. But the problem is he couldn't stay healthy. So my, I say all that to say, I think he still has something to offer a team, especially a team that, you know, might be a receiver away. You know what I mean? Like, he don't have to be a number one. He can't be a number one. But yeah. I think he has something left. He does no, have the tank. I'm going to expand on that boss, pause, by saying less. Yo, when Julio Jones was on the field for Tennessee, they were still rolling coverage his way. Believe it or not, the ball that they 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 rave which, about, which, which yo, helped, he still sees single. Which when the running back still double hurt. Julio. Well, listen, why y'all you know in this mold talking about this, Julio Jones, H O F or F O H? I've heard I've heard people make I've heard people make a case for both this week. How, how, how can you make a case that he doesn't belong in the hall? He has the numbers. 
Um, because people look at just numbers. Receiver. His numbers actually don't jump off the page at you, but they're they're good but enough, and you know what he was when he was in the league. I said when he was because in the league. Because what I say about know. that is like, it, it, see, that's the thing about numbers in football. These are all these all these Hall of Fame joints because he doesn't have the crazy numbers like some of the the uh, the, the the Brady's. I mean, said Brady's. The, uh, the Mosses, Tios. And Rice's, um, Even the accumulators, the Fitzgeralds. But, yeah, all those guys. But if you look at some of them old receivers that got in the Hall of Fame, like you know, he he got numbers that that are, are better than theirs. Also, um, there was a stretching period of time where you can make the argument he was the best receiver in the league. Like, right. See, that, that, that's that. that's like, the he, difference between him and and a, and a lot of these guys out here who might have numbers that are just as good or better. Like, there there was a fear factor with Julio. And like Jim said, like, in the past 12 years, when we talk about HOF or FOH and some of our criteria, I know Jimmy in, in Sports the Book, he talked about, you know, can you tell the story of the NFL without him? I mean, there's some people who are not in the Hall of Fame and won't ever get in the Hall of Fame that you could tell it. You can't tell it without. But that might be for different reasons. You can't tell the story without him. And... Like Jim said, there was a period where Julio was considered, he was arguably, it was, that period it was either him or Antonio Brown was, was the best wide receiver in the league. And there was a lot of talented wide receivers in the league at that time. So I, I say Hall of Fame as well for Julio, Julio Jones, Julio Jones. Um, let me read his stats, though. Uh, Julio Jones for his career. 879 receptions. I believe that puts him somewhere like 25th all time. 13,030 yards. Uh, 80, I'm sorry, 61 touchdowns. That's where he's way down the list. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know if it was Matt Ryan you know, looking elsewhere once they got into the red zone. Was it Julio being a decoy most of the time they got down into the red zone? Um, 61 touchdowns is a lot, but then when you look at, you know, yeah, but you look at his contemporaries, because remember, like, even in the Eagles Super Bowl season when they went, when when the Atlanta uh, game came down to the last play, like, they were trying to force the ball to Julio on the last play of the game when he, when he had, like, three cats on him. So, it's like, you're getting that kind of coverage down there. You're not going to always come down with the touchdown. I'm not trying to give him an excuse, but you know what Julio Jones is. So, I don't see how people can, like, hold that kind of stuff against him. We also have seen Julio Jones go for, like, 300 yards in a game. <laughs> so, like, he had – that kind of talent, that kind of production. Because so. I've seen him go for like 280 once, 300 once. Like, right. yo, he had a whole season worth of yards in one game. He had a six-year span where, yeah, he was all pro first team like twice. He was a pro bowler like seven times. Um, You know, he's a wide receiver. I'm not going to sit here and ask that question. How many rings he got, you know? Only, only people with those expectations are quarterbacks, which is unfair in itself. But <laughs> like the that's, crazy, that's the crazy part. Is, the crazy part is, so he played like ten seasons in Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and through those ten seasons, 
like before he even went to uh, Tennessee and been beat up. Two those ten seasons, and in the first ten years of their career, there's only one person with more yards than him, and that's Jerry, right? Right. Um, through the first ten seasons, there's only three people with more um, receptions than him, and that's Marvin Harrison, uh, B. Marsh, and Tory Holt. And through those first ten seasons, there's only been four people um, who have higher yards per reception than him: Calvin Johnson, Megatron, Randy yeah. Moss. Yeah, yeah, that, the other two, other two is kind of weird. T.Y. Hill. You heard it. Like you heard it here first. He's coming back for <laughs> two years. He's coming back for two seasons. See, and and that's another thing. Yeah. Like, like Jim said, if you compare the first ten years of his career, he's one of the greatest, probably one of the top ten receivers who's ever lived. The problem is his body is breaking down so fast. We're already asking this question ten years into his career. When a lot of these dudes play that's a, that's a lot longer, too big. Than, you know what I'm saying? That's gonna be too big, pause to play receiver. A lot of them dudes they yeah, don't that's like. True. You know, you know what's interesting like, about that though? What's interesting about that is that's the, I'm, as I'm looking at these lists that he's on, another name is popping up too, and it's another guy who was kind of built similar, which was like B Marsh. B Marsh mm-hmm. got like like similar numbers and a little bit better in some instances. Like, is he a Hall of Famer? I never even thought about whether he's a Hall of Famer. Like just like well, we said, you know, we had Julio with the 250 plus yards in the game, the 300 plus yards in the game. I mean, you had Brandon Marshall who held the single game re- receiving rec- re- receptions record. It was like 23 catches point. in one game. Or I don't know how many it was, yeah. but I remember he was with the Broncos and they was throwing it at dude every play. It was ridiculous. <laughs> it was crazy. So yeah, so that's yeah, that's man. Hall of Fame from everybody. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would absolutely. Because I, I was out, I was outside, so I know how afraid everybody was in the league. Right. right. You so can't put that me. on the stat sheet. That's the thing. You, that's the thing you can't show on the stat sheet. Right. How everybody Fear was factor. <laughs> Fear factor. No doubt. All right. So over in the association, man, the big matchup earlier in the week. The matchup of the two big men. Um, Embiid and Joker, hey, uh, the front runner, <laughs> the front runners for. Uh, NBA MVP, do y'all think Monday's game decided anything as far as the MVP uh, conversation is concerned? No. It shouldn't have. It should not have, other than Embiid is MVP. (laughs) It, It shouldn't have because, I mean, it was one of those things where if you just go on the statistics, it was kind of what you expected. You expected, I mean, what it's been all year long. Embiid scored more. Joker got more rebounds and more assists. Um, Joker's team won, though. And a lot of people, like I saw people, like I actually saw somebody said after that game, VN, back-to-back, Joker MVP. I'm like, what did Joker do tonight that made you? I'm like, he was actually carried by his bench tonight. Even though Joker had like twenty two, thirteen, and eight, his plus See, minus for the exactly, game was this, a negative this, this nine. Is, this is the reason. Hold on, hold it on. It was a negative nine in exactly the plus sports, minus. Yo. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly yeah, why. You ask, you ask people. You ask our audience why we hate sports and why we go, we basically go on and just go. It's just stuff like that. Right. It's just stuff like that. It's but it's like exactly even why. even if you're just going why? on the nut like. That had to be, okay, because Denver won the game. And that means you must didn't watch the game because 
Yo, the boy Bones Highland was pretty much the hero. Joker was a negative nine on his plus minus. Denver's bench had five dudes who was a plus double figures in that game. And most of the people in their starting yeah. lineup, I think all of the people in their starting lineup was, was a negative um, with their plus Yo, minus tell, that game. I'm going to tell We how, destroyed tell them, how. but yeah. their bench destroyed ours. I'm going to tell how old I am and how times have changed. Yo, I'm a huge Bones Highland fan. And it ain't got nothing to do with the NBA or even college. I used to watch the boy on YouTube destroy cats, shoot nothing but threes in one-on-one matches on YouTube. Yo, when he was like 13? (laughs) Yeah, he was like 13 with a high high pitch point. He was killing the Sixers the other night. So that was the big story of the game. Like, even if you have Embiid as your front runner, right, after that matchup, you can't just say, oh, the end, Embiid. He had 34 points and Joker had 22. Nah. But I really don't see how you can say that, you know, either way, especially about Joker. He had 22 points. He was actually 3 for 10 with four turnovers when Embiid was guarding him. Now, Embiid got in a little foul trouble early in the game, so he couldn't guard him as much as he was supposed to. So a lot of the times uh, Joker did uh, take advantage, it was against DeAndre Jordan. But you, you know, you further, that kind of stuff. Further, further to your point, I don't even think Joker is in the top three for MVP. I don't even think he's top three. He's yeah, I don't, three. Yeah, I don't agree with that. You literally, you, you, I, now, I agree with that because that was my next point. You just stole my point, B. Austin Dan. Luca. I don't agree with that. I don't think. I got the Greek boy up there. I got the Greek boy at number two. But that's, that's I, I got think he might. Too. Why, why y'all three. I think the Greek boy might come and steal it from both of them. But I don't I you know I, agree with I that think too. Joker is definitely um you know, because a lot of his story is he's played the whole season without his second and third best players. And, you know, Denver, I think what are they like six in the West? That's the thing. Like a lot of people are like, Well, he's they're six in the West and I don't see them giving it to somebody in sixth place, but shit the the race is so tight in the East. The Sixers might be down in sixth place. They lose a couple of games in a row. So then that leaves it open. If that is the the ideology, that leaves it open for Greek Freak to come in and say, forget both of y'all. But I wouldn't say Joker not in the top three. I I still think. I got got number two. I I got Luka. I got Luka number three. Yo, Luka giving – Yo, Luka giving black people everything they want when they come try and check it. Man, Luka's not even the best player on this team no more. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway. Yo, with that Spencer being, Dumb Liddy in the though, house. Yeah. Listen, y'all so, you, you see my you, you saw my guy Dumb Liddy last night. Ever since he got there, he took it over, let him know who team that is. But anyway, um the thing is, <laughs> when you look at what Giannis is doing, the the success of their team this year, he's actually increased his scoring, rebounding and assists. Like, it is kind of flying under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Not by much, but, but he's, he's added, like, you know, a point or two onto his does scoring. He, does he, added an extra rebound. Does he know how to play he's basketball averaging, yet, or, or is he just, he just that, he's the he greatest that much original in the man? History of the, he's the greatest halfback there in the history is. of the NBA. Yo, ladies now, and gentlemen, he doesn't even know how to play basketball. The Bulls <laughs> averaging 29.8 points a game. Let's call it 30. He's averaging 5.8 assists, let's call it 6, and rebounds 11.5. So, he's a, he, my man is like 36 and 12. That's like 
all of those hey. are increased from his previous season. Yeah. The funny, the crazy part about it, Jim, is the reason you didn't hear much about him and you kept hearing this was a two-man race is because they got they got uh, Giannis fatigue. But Giannis is going to make them pay attention. Yep. He's going to make everybody yeah. pay attention. Scott, you said the MVP comparison to Joker, Joker is disrespect. See, I don't see it that way. I think people – I think it's disrespectful to act like Joker ain't in the MVP race right now. I like, think Joker is nice, but I don't think he, he's not in my. I don't. I wouldn't put him in my top three. And he's a lot of the MVP is out there. Yeah. But I'm like, who? I'm like, Man, you just gotta think. What the fuck is going on? Cause think, I know, right? Think about, think about why Joel got so much attention for MVP this year. A lot of it was because, first of all, people expected the Sixers to suck. They didn't have the bull. He kept it slow. He played exactly, but that's the thing. Joker has the exact same story without the drama. Dude is like name cats on the on the on the Nuggets, and I'm you know I'm bones. They got I'm, bones I'm, now. Bones are legends. Yeah, they got a lot of people couldn't name bones until Monday. A lot of people couldn't name bones until Monday. <laughs> Either Monday or they top shot collectors. <laughs> no, but you know what though? It's but funny. Think about it. when I was Boy, they got the same the story without the, the drama. Yeah, the drama the Nuggets, gives you more. The Nuggets have one of those teams, though. The Nuggets have one of those teams, though, that I hate, where they got a lot of, like, above-average players. They got a lot of good players, and they have, like, an abundance of yeah, not they have a, superstars very good, or stars. They have a good bench. They definitely got a good you know, bench. No, I hate teams like that, because teams like that can literally beat anybody. They can lose anybody, but they can beat anybody, because yeah. they don't have an abundance of superstars or people that jump off the page at you, but they're, they they got a bunch of solid players at every position, so... It, I hate teams like that. I, I hate playing teams like that because they can literally beat anybody. Um, Speaking of, Jamal said, Murray has been assigned to their D-League affiliate, so people might have to deal with him in the playoffs. He's probably going to come and fuck all the chemistry up, though. <laughs> I know, I know. Come and mess yeah, up they bones, bones They're going to get, they get swept in the playoffs because Bo's going to come back. He's going to come back trying to score 50 again. Mm-hmm. He's going to come back letting that thing fly. He's going to think he's back in the bubble. Yeah, but yo, I mean, I definitely think it's a three-man race. But, but so I, I, I got him in my top five, but three? I definitely got Giannis. I got Giannis. Um, the three, I got the, you know. I got, I got the, the three big dudes. I got Joel there. number one. I got Giannis, like, literally either two or one B, because he's right there. He's absolutely right there. Um, who else has an MVP uh, vote for me? Um, that's interesting. Man, does Joker actually go at number three now that I think about it? Because I was going to say – uh, Steph, but he's kind of like falling back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he's falling off, and he probably about to miss the rest of the regular season. He hurt his foot last night. Yeah, he done. He done. I lo- I, yo, I, I low-key want to say Kyrie, but I'm drawing, and I know I'm drawing. <laughs> yo, boy played like 16 games. He fresh it up. Ma- like don't even matter, though. What he, what he, who would he do in them 16 games? That's what I'm saying. He's going to get 60 every other game because he freshes up. Hey, yo, for, me, about, for me, it's the three balls. I wouldn't be mad if Either one of them won, because I, I would think, you know, it's fair. It's a very difficult decision. I'd be disappointed that Joel, like, did all of this and still couldn't win it. Because you know what people say? Well, Joel should have won it last year, but he missed those games, and he played even better this year. I'm like, okay, but that's not how you really can judge it, because other people are playing just as well. He's, yes, he's playing way better than he is this year, but they can't just give him the MVP because he was the front runner last year and he's playing better than last year. Some other people are playing better than Joel played last year as well. So, you know, if, you know, fan, fan talk. So, yeah, either one of those three win it. 
I'm not mad. I'm disappointed if Joel don't win it just because I'm like, you know, both deserve it. I got Joel number one, though. It's a lot of games, I'm sure. He wanted to rest, and they probably wanted to rest him, and he probably was like, FOH, because I want to win this MVP. So it's going to be crazy if he, you know, he do all of that. I'm, 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 I mean, do you hear how we talking in 2022, Jim? I'm, I'm like, because he came to work, he should get the MVP. Like, I don't want him to waste time coming <laughs> yeah. to work, and they don't give him the MVP. But that, I mean, Jimmy tried to give Kyrie, Jimmy tried to give Kyrie the MVP because he got 50, he got 50 points on six shots. Skyview asked the Yo, question. But, he uh, said, aside, where, does, aside, where does Simmons honestly, benefit the, other, the Nets? They don't benefit him nowhere the other, until he get um, on the court. Nowhere until he plays, yeah, but the other right. thing is, other person I'd like to mention is two more folks that I actually have up there. Um, I don't know if I put them ahead of Joker and thinking about it, but Ja Rastafari got to be up there. Yeah. Um, and no, you got to show love to DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. But it's like both of them. Like, Ja, I think he might have – I think he came on too late. Too late. I mean, yeah. he's had a solid Too season, late. but his super, super amazing MVP type stuff, I think, came on too late. And Demar Derozan, I think, is I think Demar has fallen off. I think, you know, I think he already kind of fell out. Did of the he fade away? And, yeah, yeah, he, he, he fade fade away. away he like, <laughs> he fading away. With like that being Jordan said, though, with that being said, another name I'd like to mention, who's like, you know, probably creeping into that now. Obviously. He's um you know started playing well as of late and it's probably too late but he is on fire right now with light skin mamba. Yeah 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 no. yeah and actually and, no, I heard no, a conversation about him today. They said the same thing that you just said, Jim. They was like he's probably too late. late for this season. He ain't in no MVP but if he keeps probably. this in and gets in, you know, comes out with the same momentum going into next season, he'll be a yeah. he'll and be the team an early too. candidate. You know, early. Yeah, he is yeah. balling. Yo. Yo, I got, I got, I got, I got one for you. Light skin Mamba or George Paul Prime? Mm. Prime? <laughs> George Paul. I don't know. I got to see more from Mamba before we, you know, before we do that. He nice. Do that. I, I mean, um, he's, I think he's eventually. He's. I think his career is going to be better than Paul George. And y'all know yeah, I like Paul George more too, than everybody though. else, so that's not like yeah, I know. I that's know not easy. Like, Paul George. I like Paul. Hey, that's no, no, that's you like you like George Paul, but Dev Dev is a uh, co-agent. But hold what? on though. I mean, like, he's nice. Dev signed him to the agency. Dev signed him to the agency. But I like George Paul. Light skin, light Mamba, light like stole Paul Pierce's move but made it better. Like this little step aside Jay he got. Like is we got like his own little patented move like. I don't know if y'all peeped that, where he got this little movie dude. He's a mm-hmm. side type joint. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I get yeah. it. Remember, I used to kind of make fun of it because, boy, like, he he would take any shot. He would always come down, dribble a little bit, step aside, and shoot. <laughs> that was his thing. <laughs> yeah, my man got like, a step aside jump shot. Like, he got the who the hell works on that? Yo, I'm not right. going to fade away. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to step man, that step that, That's Paul Pierce. But your man, uh, um, the overrated point guard ball is still a Hall of Famer. Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. That's his thing, too. <laughs> why did yeah. you talking about? I'm like, why did I know he was talking about? Yo. Talking about the point guard. I don't know. Chris Paul about to get all his comeuppance when he win the chip this year. I'm not better than him. He thought he had it last year when he was up 2 nothing. He ain't, he ain't better than who, be Austin? Deron. Deron. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get Dev on my side. Cut it out, yo. 
Cut it out. <laughs> Deron embarrassed out. me with that because for a minute he had it, and then. Yo, Jerron uh, got away from Jerry Sloan and looked like poo poo. Yeah, no, he yo, got that I, contract I thought, and looked like thought, he didn't care about ball no more. Yo, I he thought him and Booker was about to be like the next next Malone and Stockton because yo, cats forget when he was in Utah and Boozer was there, both of them was putting up crazy numbers. Him and Boozer, right. I was like, all right, right, they got them a new power yeah. forward point guard combo. Now all, all we remember about Boozer is him painting his hairline off. Yo, now he's a painted hairline, and the board just knocked out Frank Gore. And and rapping on the Slaughterhouse <laughs> album. Yo, he out he out mad that he he ain't hit no more, so he's knocking people out. Come on, man. All right, so. Yo, did you um, rapping on the Slaughterhouse album? <laughs> I just caught that. He he do look like the ball. Um, so where LeBron gonna be playing next year? You know, because the Lakers absolutely stink. I don't see LeBron putting up with this too much longer. No. They are ass cheap. Put it this Yo. way, real question. Will LeBron not be a Laker next season, or will we just see another drastic round of changes with the Lakers? But what can they do? That's my question. Like, what can they do? Their only trade, like, they got cr- three crazy contracts, and really the only tradable commodity right now is Anthony Davis. So do they get rid of Anthony Davis to put better role players around uh, a, four, a 30 what are you going to be, 38-year-old LeBron? All right, here's what I say, right? Crazy part is the league better be lucky that the Lakers think, right? Because if the Lakers had won maybe 10 more games, they'd be giving LeBron an MVP. But that's either mm-hmm. here or there. Um, they was trying. But, they damn sure were trying. Yeah. Listen, man. I mean, the boy is balling, though. Like, the boy is damn yeah. average 30, and he like he 80 years is. old. But the crazy part is he he's cheap, yo. And I don't know what the hell happened to Westbrook, yo. Like, it's like I be I be trying to defend him because I think that you know he catches too much criticism, but I'm starting to feel like Joel now, um, because yo, I don't know what's wrong with boy, yo. Like yeah, even the other day when like when when, when when he's put in with the rest of the squad and Westbrook, he's like, like LeBron's not in, AD's not in, like it's your your turn to run the squad and he's like, yo! he going a hundred he going a hundred <laughs> miles an hour doing nothing. And you running a hundred miles an hour for no reason and do nothing. Yeah, like no, Westbrook. Yo, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like with Darren Williams with him, but it's like as big of a fan as I've been, as much as I defended him, like he getting on my nerves a little bit right now. But, yo, but like nice with now, me yo. saying that though, I think it's so unfair that everybody just wants to blame the Lakers situation on Westbrook because it's not hardly his fault. No, it's not, it's he not, playing it's like not ass, him, but, but the roster is just terrible. But like, he make they, it, he yo, make it easy to blame this. Jim, ass, they're down a dub every game. That's not one player. And you said, and LeBron is definitely balling. But I also noticed LeBron being there when they be down 20, getting his. And you know what? I say that. I'm not mad at that, though. Because you say stuff like, all right, LeBron's stat patent. Like, what would you rather him do? Shut it down for the rest of the season? And then we're talking about again, all right, you got kids in the crowd who, you know, parents paid all this money. This might be the first game they've ever been to. And Either LeBron's not there because he's shutting it down because his team is bad, you know, being the front runner of the century, or he's there and he's not giving it his all because his team is bad. No. So if LeBron want to go out there and get his all-time records, if he want to catch um, yeah. Karl Malone, if he want to catch um, Cap, Cap, I'm not mad at him. Because if you go out there yeah. and you pay for a ticket, you're going to be mad as hell if LeBron ain't out there giving his all. So if he's giving people 50 
<laughs> or he giving people 35, 12, and 12 when they down 30 points. Hey, it could have been worse. He could have went out of the game, and you could have blown $500 to see a bunch of backups play. So I'm not, I ain't mad at it at all. No, I ain't, I ain't mad. mad. I ain't mad. I ain't mad either. And I can't be a double standard. Run a bit of a pass, a bit of a pass at his age and the year that he is in the league. Most should have to play defense, man. I mean, not he don't get a pass for the Lakers <laughs> being ass, but no, he gets not for the to because if it was somebody else, if it was like Kobe, <laughs> like, yo, he wouldn't quit. He'd be out there still firing, and LeBron is out there still firing. So I ain't mad at him. Yo, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hold. But him. he don't get a pass. Kobe's last, Kobe's last four years in the league. People, I, I was arguing, yo, I didn't pay my money or turn the TV on to see Kobe play defense anymore. I came to see him score thirty-five. I don't care about. It. I don't care if this man scored thirty-two. <laughs> you don't care if he in a uh, in a in a Tyrese Maxi situation. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. About twenty that. for twenty, Boy, dog. I, <laughs> I get twenty. You get twenty. Let's all get twenty. Everybody get twenty. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I just know that. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a lifestyle decision. Like I don't think the bull wants to leave L.A. because I, I low key think, so, think yeah. that. All he wanna do is get his numbers and like, you know, live in LA and be LeBron. Like being LeBron in LA is different than being LeBron in Akron. Um, although when you look at his two previous teams, they both have like, you know, he can probably chip chase and jump on them and be right back in the mix. <laughs> he he has Cle- a narrative Cleveland, got a young Cleveland nucleus. And, and Miami right now. He could just, yeah, he could Cleveland jump on got that a and... young nucleus. Miami got a team, but I think LeBron will ruin that Miami team because they got like a, a an identity and a way of playing that you know he don't yeah. fit in with them. LeBron's still getting thirty Jimmy a game, so he's not going LeBron there to the take no pay cut. So some of them dudes got to go if LeBron comes. He ain't taking no veteran minimum. LeBron is just going to stay. In, he's going to stay in LA and be LeBron in LA and continue to make his movies and you know do all yeah. his other outside projects and, and force them to draft Bronny. Yeah, force him to get Even his money gig. Yeah, I mean then fall back. What Hank say? Yo, my guy Bronny is a top fifty. Yo, Bronny's a top fifty high school recruit. He averaged six points a game. <laughs> As a junior, there's no excuse for that. As a junior, that's all because of yo. Imagine any Bronny some shit. And, and I could average more than is, six yo, in high I school mean, right now. Yo, I'm not even mad at that, yo. Like I believe in black nepotism. That's that's kind of ridiculous. No, I mean because no, because it's not even it's not even really nepotism. Like, LeBron is going to make sure Bronny is good. But if teams go out on a limb and, and you know, destroy their future trying to grab somebody in the James family, trying to grab the name, then that's on them. <laughs> yeah, I ain't mad at nepotism. He's going to be good regardless of, you know, whether he in the league or not. Listen, man, so the, Pop, Pop, Pop got a billion. He cool. But the one yeah, you have to watch so, out for is always that way. It's the one that bought Bryce. Watch Bryce be dumb nice. He already better than Bull. Especially he rounding out, get he getting taller, so he not like so chubby no more. Bryce gonna be way better. Mm-hmm. Than yeah, that's true. But he was chubby. He still had water. Or son playing the WNBA. Yeah. Bryce got the best J in the family. Yo, when <laughs> Bryce was a chubby boy. When Bryce was fat, Bryce was letting that thing fly. He had a, right. he had water. I was like, I mean, I ain't seen Savannah shoot yet, but Bryce got, you know, he got he he water. I'm knocking out the park. <laughs> Beat. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, stat of the week. <laughs> stat of the week. Um, and y'all talked about some of these dudes earlier, man. The NBA scoring this month has been bananas, and these are some of the games. 
in, in chronological order going backwards in the month of March, which isn't even finished yet. Kyrie, 60 versus the Orlando Magic. Carl Anthony Towns, 60 versus the Spurs, and you throw in 17 rebounds with that as well. Um, KD, 53 versus the Knicks. Braun, 50 versus the Wizards. Braun, 56 versus the Warriors. Kyrie, 50 versus the Hornets. Light Mamba, Jason Tatum, 54 versus the Nets. Like, what's going on in March that people are like, all right, it's, it's 56. Kyrie, hel- Kyrie healthy. Kyrie healthy. Slim Reaper is just a Slim Reaper. Kyrie calling Joe Johnson. Kyrie always healthy. His schedule works in to what he would be doing even if he was allowed to. Normally. Gotcha. Right. Right. Kyrie, take a couple games off, come back, bust your ass. Like, this is how he – this is probably perfect for him. Until the playoffs, he's going to want to play in the playoffs, so he need that mandate to get changed for him. But in the regular season, this is probably perfect for Kyrie. But, yeah, you know, it's 50 and 60 time out here. Kyrie's on the list twice. Brown's on the list twice. Carl uh, Anthony Towns giving out numbers out here. Boy, man. People – People forgot about Bull, man. People, you know, and you know what, Jim? Narratives. Magic said he in the MVP. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler made everybody forget how nice Car Anthony Towns was. One and little news story. <laughs> One little news story. Jimmy Butler made I mean, everybody forget how nice Cat was. We used to talk about Joel well, versus Cat. Memphis made us think that Blake was off and couldn't play basketball. <laughs> right. Yo, Nick was averaging 30 and 12, but Memphis talking so much, he forgot that the ball was going Narratives, man. It's, it's crazy what the world just believes, man. Like, Cat always been nice. But Jimmy came out like, yo, this team's soft. And by this team, yeah, you're talking about is, both, things, both things could be true, though. You could be dumb, nice, and so oh. Yeah, I mean, we've done it. <laughs> we've seen that plenty of times. Shout out to Ray Allen. Um, quote of the week. <laughs> quote of the week. If I played with Lord. the talent that Harden played with, I'd be walking out of here with five championships. <laughs> That's from y'all man Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is the yo. Know, Paul Pierce is nothing but and y'all know. Paul Pierce is one of my guys, mm-hmm. but the truth don't usually speak it. <laughs> he, he, he's he's definitely a hater. Um, the conversation yeah, was on Gilbert Arenas' podcast, and a lot of the stuff they said, to give it context, made sense. But he always has to add the two cents of what he would have done in this situation. Dude, you played with this kind of talent, and you got one championship. Like, be happy with that. But, I mean, because think about – he's talking about Harden playing with KD and Russ – Harden playing with Dwight Howard, Harden playing with Joel Embiid, Harden playing with Chris Paul, um, Harden playing with Kyrie and KD a second time. That's a lot of talent, but when Harden hasn't been around much, you know, to to let any of that blossom. And that part of the but conversation the, where it, they were yeah. saying Harden doesn't really know how to adapt his game in those situations – that part of the conversation, yes, I could see some truth in, and that's probably why, Genius. after a year or so, Harden is always trying to push his way out of those situations with these other star players, because I'm not even going to say he doesn't know how to adapt. I just don't think he likes to, because he has adapted. Like, he went to Brooklyn last Yo, year and just the became thing, right? the point guard. So I watched, he ain't like that shit. I watched the episode. 
I watched the episode on Fubo. Um, and, you know, of course, on social media, they cut out the one part to make it seem a lot more drastic. And I don't like Paul Pierce. I'm not really defending him because I'd rather y'all send him. I'd rather That's y'all why send I said him. I wanted to bring but context did, to it. Yeah. But he did give, like, hard and all kinds of props before he, like, you know, starts talking crazy. But, um, they were, you know, he's kind of talking about how the boarders want to sit up there and be tween tween. And he don't want to come on screen and do anything else. Cause he, he ready to, yeah, he ready to... Hands up, hands up, tween tween. He ready to, Wrap around, day, like so. So I get it. They, they, they were saying um, he doesn't, he can't play off the ball when he yeah, plays well, he someone else. Yo, seriously, how many times do y'all see Harden catch and shoot in a game? Think about it. Never. All his buckets come off coming down. A ton of dribbling. You really, you twin, rarely twin. see him catch and shoot because he's not, like you say, he's twin, not twin, twin, doing much off the ball. Like, real talk, I don't really have a lot of confidence in this Sixers team right now because now that I have to root for Harden every night, and I always thought Harden was a bad boy, but now that I have to root for him every night, the stuff that always frustrated me about his game, it's frustrating to the 10th power now because now I have a rooting interest before it's like, yo, before it's like, yo, this is bad basketball, but he's killing these dudes, and it's, you know, it's entertaining to see him kill these dudes. Now it's like, now that you got a root for him, like, yo, this is bad basketball, and we ain't going nowhere like this. <laughs> yo, what I noticed the most about watching dude more closely as a sixer is, my man's a front runner, yo. When they're mm-hmm. cooking people, he's amazing. Like, when it's going, when it's going to get a little tough, the game get a little tight, my man, like, be straight disappearing. Like, he don't want no parking. Yeah. He don't want none of that smoke. And, and I know that that's kind of been a narrative, and I don't want to, like, really jump on that, but I actually noticed that, too. Like, you know, when he first got there and they was cooking folks, like, he's a different person. Even his body language yeah. and, like, the way were, everything. When they were cooking the Knicks and the Timberwolves and the Cleveland Cavs. Like, I, I told, like, we talked to, whether last week or the week before, when – Scotty was like, the the Cavs game is going to be a litmus test. Like, no, it's not, man. And like, the Cavs, the Cavs ain't shit. <laughs> like, like, They're too young. For real, They're too young. They're young. Like, I hope, I hope to fall into the playoff spot where we get the Cavs. I, I'm hoping for the 3-6 matchup. Because with a lot of those teams down there, that's the only one I'm really confident that we can beat. If Brooklyn gets that seed, if we go 7-2 with Brooklyn, we're going out in the first round. We got it. I don't want to know. I want Brooklyn and Milwaukee and them to kind of try to handle each other. And then the next level down, I think, is the Celtics. I think we can beat the Celtics, but I'm not confident that we can beat the Celtics. Those other two teams I named, Milwaukee and Brooklyn, I don't even think we can beat them. <laughs> so somehow somebody got to pull an upset and get these dudes out of the way or we're going to be yeah. you know, regular old Philly. We didn't blew it again. They're going to have to go through one of them. Maybe not both of them, but they're going to have to go through one of them, either Milwaukee or Brooklyn. They ain't going to be able to duck both. They ain't going to be able to duck all that smoke. <laughs> Scott, if you said Doc Rivers is encouraging to bounce a hole in the court. Doc Rivers need, you know, he needed a, a talking to as well. But... Over, overrated ass Doc Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Top 15 of all time. What you talking about? But, but the, that's, the, that's the quote, though. Like I said, it, it was a very interesting conversation. But just had to throw that out there because Paul Pierce always going to make at, at least one part of the conversation about himself and what he did Everything and what he would have done. Pierce, right. <laughs> so uh, before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the grizzine, 
Uh, let's go to the phone line. We got the homie Tobias calling in. What up, Roll Dan Tide? And we talking Roll basketball this time. We talking about Alabama Crimson Tide basketball. What's going on? Hey, y'all want? Hey, if y'all want to make some money for y'all lovely wires, bet against Alabama tomorrow. They like the two hundred <laughs> something. Hey, put it like this: they take like the eighth most threes, uh, but they're like one of the ten worst making threes, and they still jack them up. So I'll just let y'all know that, and they turn the ball over a lot. Uh, just like you know that. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I did lose a bet today. That's why I hate college. Ready to go to the league? Yeah, <laughs> hey, I lost a bet today. I took Boise like plus nine and a half in the like in the live bet. Down nine with eighteen seconds to go. Boise go intentionally foul Memphis. Why are you fouling? <laughs> it's over. The NBA teams would have shut it down. So Memphis wins by eleven. Uh, but uh. <laughs> But I know that that'd be killing guy, the betters. Yeah, <laughs> man, these college sports—they try hard teams. But boy, I tell you one thing though: who in the hell won't trade for Baker Mayfield? He wants to be traded now. Oh yeah, he demanded a trade. Uh, the Browns were in hot pursuit. They were one of the teams named in hot pursuit of Deshaun Watson. So the crazy part is, like twenty minutes before Baker Mayfield's announcement came out. There was an announcement that Cleveland has dropped out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes and the job is Baker Mayfield's, you know, to keep. But I guess yeah. it was one of those situations, like, you know, with the Ben Simmons heart, and I guess they hurt his feelings. And and but, the fact that it was public that they were going after dude. So now he's saying that it can be mended. <laughs> we're in a place where, you know, we, we need to move on. The crazy part about it all, last year, Brian Flores openly courted Deshaun Watson while Tua was still his starter. Hey, did you hear Tua crying about it? Well, no. I mean, I know how you – I know how we all feel about Baker Mayfield, but does Tua even have a leg to stand on, like, with that? No. At least Baker, Baker Mayfield Baker, was looked at as the friend. Baker Mayfield was the number at, one pick. At least Baker Mayfield got commercials. <laughs> yeah, I know he got commercials. He got commercials. Tua ain't got nothing. Like, what Tua, li- Tua, Tua literally doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Bars. Right. So, so there is a difference in that. Like, what the hell could two of them? Yeah. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, and, like, these spots are filling up because Deshaun Watson, what if he chooses Atlanta? Then the Saints are maybe stuck. And then, like, Seattle may just say, screw it. We'll just tank this season anyway and just go for 2023 to deeper quarterback draft. Well, well, then uh, you, you say that that meeting at Magic City might might have him on the next thing oh, yeah. smoking? Yeah. I'm telling hey, you, you saying Magic City, I think they just you know they they do the meeting at a massage parlor and it's, it's oh don't okay. worry, see, Jim. See. Oh, and the Eagles. You think if the Eagles take him down to Chinatown, we got him? Hey, all I got to say is that see y'all some city slickers here down south. We have a champagne room. That's all I got to say. And you got to change the uh, money at the door. That's all I got to say. Uh, see, I know, but what I'm saying is, see, you're going to take him to Magic City. Deshaun obviously oh. likes a challenge. He want to pull it out on people who ain't expecting him to pull it out. You go to Magic yeah, City. Yeah, Paul, really uh, he likes the prizes. Right, right, right. <laughs> he he want to see if she's yeah. down with it. And it sounds like hey. 22 of them wasn't down with it. So yeah. he can't go to Magic City because they're expecting it. He don't want hey, that. That's he should have he would have been perfect for the Patriots because Bob Kraft out that life, too. He would have told them how to get out on those charges. Yo, hey, Tobias, though, the crazy thing is, like, we joke about that, but when dudes 
are sick like that, like there is something in like like Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby yeah, probably could have had consensual sex with seventy five, eighty percent of the women that he drugged. But for some yeah. reason he rather had a chick unconscious. So like some of these dudes are so sick, they really like having things a certain way. And I think your your yeah. man Deshaun, like strip club too easy for him. He gotta go yeah, I just see how pull it out. I want to see how creative the fans are going to be next year. They're uh, the Sean Watson slander. Like, how how are they going to slander him about getting massages in the stands? They're going to kill him. If he come to Philly, well, you know how that's going to be, though. It's going to be like the whole Mike Vick thing until they make the playoffs, and then everybody uh, will forget about it. I'll tell you this, though. It's, the, it's, it's supposed to be between the Falcons and the Saints. Those, mm-hmm. those two fan bases hate each other. And uh, – mm-hmm. Imagine if he chose the Falcons over the Saints. All the Saints been doing, like, we'll get Sean Watson. We got this, we got that. And what if he chose the Falcons? That's going to be ugly. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, and it'll be hilarious. And they said they'll trade Matt Ryan. They'll probably trade him in Cleveland, somewhere decent where he'll have a, you know, they'll throw him a solid, you know. But, yeah. uh. Oh, yeah, they, they're not going to crap on, on They ain't going to But, you know, the ironic part about it is this Washington panicked by trading for Carson Wentz. Uh, Scabby said Philly will have on bathrobes in November. <laughs> <laughs> you said Washington panicked? Yeah, because Indy was going to cut him anyway. And who was actually beating down the door for Carson Wentz? Well, yeah, then again, it's not, about, it's not about beating down the door, man. It's like 30 teams in the league. A lot of teams well, need a quarterback if they can get him cheaper. Well, like who you, well, you you're saying that like who the hell would pick Washington in the open market? That's the question. Well, so why well, did again do stuff like that? Well, then again, Pittsburgh did sign Mitchell Trubisky. So even right, though I know he's but, better than Rudolph, and, but and that's the thing. Like you don't think on an open market, Pittsburgh wouldn't choose Carson Wentz over Mitchell Trubisky? Like Carson Wentz well, right now, I think is really going like. He's getting killed by his reputation of being a dickhead teammate. Well, like you look at his actual numbers last year, they weren't terrible at all. They weren't even bad. You know what I he don't needs? even have to say he, they weren't terrible. The dude did seven needs, interceptions, though? and he's supposed to be an interception machine, even though you know, you know, you get you that, know what he needs. So he got that reputation honest. off one season. See what happens with him. Uh, it's like because I've always been fascinated with leadership, management, you know, organization building, and all that. He, I think he needs to talk to people who knows about leadership and all that stuff, build relationships, all that stuff, because the leadership aspect of it is that that's what's going to hold him down. Cause the guy has talent. We can't lie you about that. You know why, Doctor He has that big fish, little pond mentality. Look where he comes yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could do he no wants wrong. to be. He always wants to be the big fish. Right. And yeah. and he comes yeah. to you know you come to a place like the NFL it's not that easy to be Mr. North Dakota State you know what I'm saying yeah. what you did there was great and amazing and you could do no wrong in their eyes and oh my God we got an NFL talent here and you know y'all end up having a second one a couple of years later but <laughs> so so props to that yeah. program but that's what he's used yeah. to so he comes in the NFL and, and he can't get coddled the way he's used to being coddled. I mean, Carson Wentz, yeah. Ben Simmons, all them cats. Yeah, because talent goes so far. And I think, like, uh, like these, SC, man, these SEC schools, they are in small towns, but they get grilled like, like they're the pros by the media instead of a fan base. And, uh, mm-hmm. and that stuff prepares you for that pro life. Because look where he went, Philly. 
they ain't taking it easy on you. They don't care what you do in your personal life as long as you produce. And, uh, and that leadership, that goes a long way because I listened to a podcast Danny Woodhead said, there's a difference between elite talent and elite player. And we're going to keep it a buck here. Tom Brady is not an elite talent <laughs> by any means, if you will be honest about it. But it's that leadership, that hard work, whatever he does, or, 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 or drinking lamb's blood before every postseason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Taking blood sacrifices. A little bit of both. A little bit of all that. Hey, Tom Brady's like, 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 like that guy, Indiana Jones, he or Tim Perdue, ripped that dude's heart out. He tried to retire, and Bill DeBub showed up and said, that's not the contract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude came with a with a piece of paper that was on fire, like, yo, you didn't yeah. read the last line. Like, you, know, you know what? <laughs> it's like my Bucks, it's like all these Bucks fans on Twitter, like, we got Brady back, and I'm thinking to myself, that's great, you know, but he's going to be 45 this year. Tobias been letting – Tobias been letting Brady have it for about three years. Man. The whole time he's been there. Nah, but man, it's not even Brady. It's his man. Luke was like, like yo, cuz, like I gave I gave you the model wife. I didn't say be nice to her and try to go home and spend time with her. What's wrong with you? That's yeah, not a part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. Cause, cause my thing is my thing with him. It's not even him. It's his fans. They act like that. Hey, Tom Brady made the guy who checked my ticket at the valet parking center. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love the Super Bowl. I love the fact that this team went all in when he got him. But all like people, at the end of the day, we can't keep hanging on to a 45-year-old guy. It's like after a while, you're going to have to look towards the future, somehow, especially when you got a Super Bowl already. Out the deal, kind of like LeBron with the Lakers. You got a chip out of it, and uh, you know I just, I, that's just me because I I just look at it as like with Peyton Manning last year in Denver. He was playing well for a bit in that last season. Then he just went to crap, and uh, and you know I just don't want to see that. You know, be, in my opinion. Yo, Scotty um, said Matt Ryan is going to Seattle. I'm like, I don't really think that would be the Falcons doing him a solid. I'd be mad as hell you send me to Seattle. <laughs> If he go to Seattle, yeah. he got to pick that himself. I ain't trying to go to Seattle. I'm cool. Something to Cleveland. Uh, Legion of Boom made Seattle cool for about five years. Now it's back to Seattle. Like, don't nobody want to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, I think y'all talk about, like, the NBA, the MVP and stuff. I'm just waiting on white people to get mad because ain't no Americans ever in the running for MVP again. Uh, oh. <laughs> 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 That's true. Like, yeah. damn. Damn, that's true. I mean, you think about, like, most of the people we talked about, Embiid, Joker, Giannis, Luca. <laughs> if those are, like, the, the the media's, you know, top four, nobody's from America. Then we throw in a couple of people, like we said, Ja and, and uh, your man on the Bulls, DeRozan, and, and Tatum. Yeah. But is anybody else taking them seriously as candidates? I don't really think so. I wouldn't even take them Like I was listening to dudes this morning who actually had votes, and they don't take any of them dudes seriously. They talk about how they could be in the race next year if they come out playing like this. Look, look, I wouldn't take them serious as Americans if they can be killed by the police and it 
you know, not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but anyway, I have a theory on those international. Have a theory on those international guys. Uh, it's like Luca said when he got to the league, it was easier to score in the NBA. What happens? A lot of those European guys and foreign guys get real fundamental teaching. A lot of our top players right. get oh, AAU absolutely. coaches, and it's like, hey, roll the ball out. You guys are good. Do whatever you want. And I've seen it. We've yeah, all seen it. Them, them, them AAU coaches be like ex-drug dealers. Yeah. <laughs> no fundamental training. Because, like, look at E-Money Bates. All, one, all one-on-one one skill work. Yeah. All skill work. And I watched E-Money Bates this year a couple of times. And I'm like, thank goodness he's going to college for two years. <laughs> because he needs it. And you see, like, in these European guys, because, like, look at how, like, Embiid and Joker work in a post footwork fundam- fundamentally sound. American players, hey, just go do a high pick and roll, kick out to a corner guy for a three. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I think Joker is amazing, though, man, just because he don't look like oh, he can awesome. do anything athletic. Like, how is this dude built like a like SpongeBob? <laughs> running around like doing what he's yo, you doing. Think he, yo, you think he's he better than Larry Bird? <laughs> nah, I, don't think, I don't think nobody better than Larry Bird. <laughs> I don't think LeBron better than Larry Bird. Joke, I just don't say it. Someone tried to tell someone tried to tell me and Dad that he better than Larry Bird. Yeah, people. Oh, like don't look at numbers, folks. Uh, Larry could have scored a whole lot more if he wanted to. The thing is, though, he's an even less athletic version of Larry Bird. How can you get less athletic than Larry Bird? But yeah, he's you in that mold. Part but he ain't. He, people, people just Larry Bird has a killer instinct that we've only seen. And a few. I mean, his person. is even different. Like we talk about Mike, we talk about Kobe. Theirs was still different. It was different. Like Mike and Kobe wanted the challenge and and this and that. Larry Bird, like in a league where he should be afraid of black dudes, like he telling he calling his shots. He telling guard <laughs> me right here. I'm gonna shoot from right here. Calling over the coaches while they why you got this dude on me? Like yo, that's disrespectful. But and that's why I think we all grew up hating the dude. But then when you become an adult, you realize how G that is. Like, damn, he Larry Bird stands for everything that I believe in on a basketball court and sports. <laughs> he should have been scared of running all these cokehead ass black dudes. Like, you don't talk to them like that. What's wrong with you? Larry had me rolling. He, he, told, he told the coach, y'all, y'all disrespected me. He said, why? You got this white boy on me. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, and that's the thing. He was an equal opportunity disrespect. He disrespected his own race. <laughs> like, yeah. people, the part that killed me was he was in Chicago, the three-point contest, asked which one y'all finished second. Then he took yeah, off his shooting jacket. You can't talk like bull unless you're super nice like that. Hey, yeah. hey. The day he threw the ball, the last shot, he will win. Make it, he win. He didn't even look at it. He threw the finger up. He knew it was good. Uh, <laughs> I was like, goodness. Yo, I grew up kinda, my whole life hating him, because, and now he's like one of my favorite players of all time. All it's time, yeah, it's kind of funny. Game. It's kind of funny when you look at guys that were in his era like like Dominique, right? And we love Meek. And Meek's athleticism was on par with Mike. But it's like, yo, Larry Bird treated Dominique like he was Brittany Griner. Like he was Brittany <laughs> Griner. Like, yo! What are you trying to say? He treated him like he was in a Russian jail? Like, what you doing? Yeah, Speaking of that, man, why ain't nobody... Gul- he put him to the gulag. 
why are we not more like amazed and in shock and nervous that Brittany Griner is stuck somewhere in a Russian prison? Uh, I'll tell you why. I mean, what if her yeah, name was Rebecca Griner? We probably had to jump into the world. It wouldn't right matter, folks. I, I tell you why. Like, I'm, you know, I've been stationed overseas. And our first sergeant, our commander, is going to tell us, if it ain't a bar fight, we may not be able to get you out. Uh, <laughs> it was like uh, different countries, different rules. And, uh, and they have to abide by the rules of that host nation. And, uh, and, and so. And that's so, all like, good, though. But they could even, they can fake like they're concerned. They said the consul, the American consul, hasn't even been to visit her yet. <laughs> like, yo, they can leave visit would her you and right say, like, we care about you. But Would you right hey. now? Well, I mean, I didn't say I would ever. I'm talking about them. Yeah. Hey, they're trying to get out of Russia. What you talking about? Just like, just like her and she, like Jello. Like, you stole the glasses. That's on you, homie. Hey, um, all they had to do was call Trump. <laughs> all, they, all they had to do was call Trump. She would have been out that week. Why but, uh, around, Trump's, still, Trump's still Trump. trying to get his hands on the football. And he Trump ain't got Jello. Well, at least he wants you to think yeah. that. At least he makes you know. <laughs> all right, man. What's your last Hey, point? you guys you have a good one, man, and you guys take it easy. Uh, and I, and I be honest, right, don't, don't worry. Y'all disrespected Dominique a little bit, though, because he, he, he held his own against Larry. But that's he did yeah. over there. Hey, yeah. I just want to tell B. Austin, Jalen Hurts getting on the that 30 million a year. When Bird was giving him 60. Oh, it's, How you yeah, his team was cheap. Like, Spud Sp- Sp- Webb couldn't help handle nobody. Remember, he had Doc Rivers on the team. That's it. <laughs> hey, I just want to tell B. Austin, Jalen Hurts getting that 30 million a year. I'll let you know that, bro. Yo, <laughs> I won't watch football. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all Austin, take it easy, man. All right, we holler at you. B. Austin, did we tell you, like, last week, Jalen Hurts took all, like, his – his stuff off his IG and Twitter saying that he was the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles and he changed his um, location to Houston. So, you know, yes. it made everybody automatically think the Eagles must have a deal in place for the boy Watson. Either that or he being petulant oh. knowing that they're going after Watson. See, but that's what I was talking about earlier in the season when they talk about he's our quarterback next year. I'm like, okay, you do that. We know damn well if one of these quarterbacks, Watson, Russ, Aaron Rodgers, if anybody was available in a trade or if they were willing to talk to you, that y'all were going to talk to him. So I'm like, is that the right approach to say that kind of stuff, knowing you're going to be out there actively looking to replace him? Or do you keep it real? Like, yo, he, you know, he did enough. If we can't upgrade the position, he has to work and do this. Is that more insulting than being a snake and saying you're the guy and then all the reports come out that you're looking for this cat? So I, I don't, I don't know how to massage the egos of today's young bulls. So which one? I'd have kept it a foul. I'd have kept it a foul while with the bull hurts. I'd have said, listen, if Deshaun Watson becomes available, and he's asking for forty million, and you're willing to pay us a hundred million to play, you just go ahead and keep your hundred million. <laughs> we, we need, we need Deshaun. Yo. Everybody gonna say that. Or any of y'all women showing all, showing all the chicks in Philly is is Peter, and y'all gonna be mad at him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm give him the Willy Wonka. <laughs> you gonna tell about massage my front? He's gonna show him the golden ticket. <laughs> massage my front. Wrong with bull, man. <laughs> 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 He's so awesome, a scumbag, yo. And people think because 
you know, we told you he's going to be exonerated. All right, the criminal charges didn't stick. That doesn't mean that the boy ain't out there doing some of the stuff that they say he's doing, man. Like, 22 chicks. Paul walk up to Jones and say, can you you zipper my fly? (laughs) Your man, he walk into the room, boy, like, massage my front and then snatch his towel off. He rock hard. Yo, boy, looking for trouser friendly. That's the thing. Like, I never really even understood what the criminal charges were because, you know, to my understanding, he didn't like force himself on anybody. But it doesn't mean he's not a dirtbag. It doesn't mean you're gonna want boy around your daughter. You don't want your daughter to be his massage therapist. So. First of all, my daughter not being a massage therapist. I don't care what she does. <laughs> Yo, Jim. Hey, was that our oh, chat, Jim? Man. When somebody posted a massage therapist, like massaging bowl with her butt cheeks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, boy. Yeah. I don't know about that. You just had you streaks up I mean, and down your gotta, back. She gotta, like, come on, man. Yeah, she got to be coming fresh out the shower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> She excused herself to go to the bathroom and then come back and start the massage, and we got an issue right here. And you got streaks all yeah. on your back. <laughs> yeah, she Boy was all rubbing her. On his back. Yo, she was putting his neck in between her cheeks, like rubbing it. Like, uh, <laughs> yo, John, what man. kind John of stuff have a, are we John, inventing these days? John did yo. have a turkey, though. But yeah, anyway. Definitely. You, you got to have a turkey to do that. Like, you don't want nobody, no skinny, bony butt all on your neck. Like, Skinny bony butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a turducken. Yeah, yeah, change the name of this episode, the skinny bony butt. Anyway, <laughs> skinny bony butt. Cheeks. What happened this past week while y'all were on the Grizz Naive, which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies, so you and your business need a custom website. Hit up digitalextremetech.com or call 267 205 and go, yeah, and get the cycle stuff. Now, what happened this week when we want to grind? Ken Griffey Jr. is still one of the Reds' highest-paid players. My man is still collecting the checks from his days with the Reds. Called us the Bobby Bonilla-type-ish. I forgot Ken Griffey Jr. even played for the Reds. Um, <laughs> I didn't I know that, blocked that. I blocked that. Yo, Y'all blocked that part out. Right. We always celebrate in Bonilla Day, but he, Griffey is getting paid $3.6 million per year from the Reds. Um, until 2024. He hasn't played for the Reds since 2008. <laughs> so he retired in 2010, hadn't played for the Reds since 2008. So this is all from that nine-year, $112.5 million contract extension that he signed in the year 2000. So as a part of that deal, they oh. deferred payments to him from 2009 to 2024, and it all adds up to him being uh, making $3.6 million this season, which after all the moves they made to shed salary this year, because the Reds ain't shit no more, yo, he's going to be the sixth highest paid player on the Reds. At least he is as, as of today. And, you know, they might make some signings yes, before the season starts. But right now, Ken Griffey Jr. is the sixth highest paid player on the Cincinnati Reds, and he ain't played there since 2008. <laughs> Come on, guys. Life is Yo, this soccer. Yo, this soccer thing don't work. I gotta figure out a ball in the stick. <laughs> he said a ball in the stick. Yo, shout to Griffey, yo, because my man be laying low too. The 
game take way like, more really skill than you think. You know, he, he was sitting out here getting, you know, $3 million a year while laying low. You know right. He's probably mad that they're they reporting this. Like, damn. You supposed to know? Pretty much, man. Pretty much. Anyway, man, um, the Brooklyn Nets were fined 50K for violating NYC's law and league health and safety protocols because they allowed Byrie Irving to enter the team's locker room at the Barclays Center. You know, <laughs> he just wanted to say what's up to his teammates. He was in there as a, uh, as a spectator, which is allowed. But he made his way to the locker room, and they got fined for it. Yeah, because fans – Fans were all up in arms. He was actually in there two days in a row. He was in there for a Duke game, and then he was there as a fan for the Nets game. So his fans were all up in arms, like, how he can't play home games, but he can walk in there unmasked as a fan. Well, I mean, the mandate, no matter how stupid it is, the mandate is for employees of private businesses. So, you know, if you're an employee of a private business in in New York City, you have to be vaccinated to work and be on the premises. Weird enough, visiting players who aren't vaccinated, like I say, if your man never, you don't really have that issue in the NBA because I think everybody bent the knee, but let's say if your man from the Warriors never got vaccinated, you know, he made it like a stand for like five days. If he never got vaccinated, he would be allowed to play when they came to play Brooklyn. But Kyrie can't because he's a New York City private company employee so with Kyrie being in the building that's okay that's legal but he's an employee and they allowed him into the locker room so that's where things you know but I think if they lift this mandate Jim I think the rest of the NBA might be in trouble so I'm good with it right yeah, now Kyrie and <laughs> all the, all the fans I had is mad like, it's so stupid like, yeah I like it <laughs> Yo, that that's the thing about the like Byrie and Durant thing is that you know, like as of right now it seemingly hasn't worked, but that's because they never on the court at the same time. Right. Even with like, the Harden thing, the like they probably would have won last year if they was healthy. <laughs> like, yeah. Catch they only played together sixteen games, right? Right. And the thing was, it wasn't all about health though. Like we talked about it earlier, Kyrie he sit out because he just wanted to, you know, throw a birthday party for his sister for a couple of days, or you know, he's doing some other stuff. Flat Earth Convention. Yo, 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 Bobby really do whatever he wanted to do. <clears throat> he yeah, that's why I'm saying this schedule is perfect for him, like, man. Yeah, my man Bobby really be out here doing whatever he feel like it and get paid forty million. Like, yo, and, pay me. And you know what he's doing right now, Jim? He letting the fans fight that battle for him, but he probably don't give a damn that he ain't playing at home. Bobby <laughs> don't, don't care at all. <laughs> yo, you gotta you gotta throw some respect on his name, yo. Got to. You got to, man. Anyway, man, so that's that's what's going on over there in uh in Brooklawn. You know what I'm saying? Um Army Fatigue and Fatigue the Enemies. Anyway, um Kanye, man. Kanye West is Oh boy. Well, I might be gonna get into what Kanye got going on. But let's just say that him and D. L. Hughley got into a war of words and you should never like pick a fight with a comedian. Especially not one of the kings of comedy Especially not D. L. Remember. He was always one of them dudes, like, when he ran out of jokes, he just started riffing on the crowd. That was always his thing. Yeah, that was actually why I was never a big D.L. Hughley fan, because I used to think, like, all right, that's corny. Like, where's your material? But but I respect him for it. I'm not going to go to a D.L. Hughley show and heckle. Like, I've been to a comedy show with B. Austin where he was heckling the comedian on stage and was actually winning. 
he had people laughing at the comedian on stage. That was D.L. Hughley. Remember that. I'd have been like, B, chill, because I, you know what I mean? Because I'm sitting here with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, you picked the right one. You're going to start killing both of us. Right, right. Like, you going to do that to D.L. That is what he does. So, yeah, Kanye is a little silly with that. You already know. Because now D.L. won't stop. He won't stop. Kanye, he's given like three, he's given like three roasts for every one thing that Kanye says to him now. And Kanye kind of low-key threatened him. Like, he was going to get his goons to handle business. So, you know, he pretty much told him, like, you acting like a nut. That ain't going to stop Pete Davidson from busting one. I'm like, yo. <laughs> yo, he said, how about telling your goons to go get your medication? Yeah. And you know this stuff, especially when, when he said that Pete Davidson, Kim Kardashian stuff. Jim, you know Kanye. You know how sensitive boy is. You know that hurt his heart. He cried. No matter what he going to try to say. That nigga cried. You know, he yeah, definitely he cried. cried. He cried. He said, how bad you got to be to make a Kardashian go get a white dude? <laughs> yo! <laughs> yo! Yo! So, and yeah, that's it's the like, thing. Yo, you it like, yeah. And Kanye got booted off Twitter for a little while, um, you know, breaking Instagram their harassment mean. rules. Instagram for oh, breaking geez. their harassment rules. So, like, he's just losing all around in this situation. He can't even clap back at the bull. Not on that platform, at least. Not on that platform. Yeah, he, 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 he played himself like, like somebody look your, your people. Somebody one of his people should have forewarned him. Like, what are you doing, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, do that with somebody like yeah, you do that with a rapper. Good. I don't know. The rapper might risk it all to try to show how hard he is. <laughs> might try to kill Kanye. The comedian is gonna roast you to death. Like, I don't know. Pete yeah, Davis but now you got Kanye to die. Right, right. Even Pete Davidson like texting recently. Like, Kanye falling apart, man. Yo, P out of pocket, too, though, dog. You don't text no man nothing like that. Like, but I get it, though. You tired of being harassed, but I don't even want to get yeah, it. Yeah, it was like, a, it was like a, a boiling over type thing, because he was ignoring it at first. Because, really, he don't have much, like, what does he need to say? Like, you're texting me. You're blowing yeah. up her phone, and you're blowing up my phone, and we're together. I'm laying in the bed with her. <laughs> Yo, this boy bought a house across the street. So he could like spy on them and stuff. Yeah, he out of pocket, Joe. He nah, just he definitely out of pocket. I feel man. sorry for the bull, man. I feel I, I feel sorry for the bull, but I shouldn't because like anyway, I don't even want to get into it, man. Because that's that's like a real yo. It's a lot. Shout out to the birthday party, yo. All I gotta say. Shout out to the birthday party. He need he need Donda. Come back, Donda. Yo. R.I.P. Donda. Yo, but um. With all that being said, man, rest in power also to Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon, who is dead at the age of 63. Hey, Razor Ramon. Yo, and it was crazy. He was on life support. Because that's how he died, right? They just decided to take him off life support. He was on life support on some, like, complications from, like, hip surgery or something like that. Yeah, it was, like, back surgery. Something that had nothing to do with, like, anything else. Yo, that's what (laughs) it is. Something that had nothing to do with dying. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. but you know, yo, you can go get like something done to your teeth that make you sign a waiver. Like, yo, you may die, dude. But you I, never I think got a root canal like a month and a half ago, and I almost chickened out because of reading the waiver. Like, damn, this could happen. Like, like, yeah, like, like yeah, yo, yo, you may die. We about to mess with your teeth, but you might yeah. die. Might be a blood clot up in your jaw somewhere that's gonna go to your heart, and like, yeah, oh. I'm about to just let my teeth be rotten and shit. 
Yeah, it's okay to stop your blood clot crying. <laughs> Fuck them teeth. Anyway, yeah, Neil said he had three <laughs> heart attacks after the hip surgery. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like some blood clot type stuff. Rest in right. power, to yeah. God, man. Rest in power, Razor Ramon. But anyway, man. Absolutely, man. Dev, tell everybody what happened this date in sports history. This date in sports history brought to you by Sports the Book. Y'all know what it is. S-P-O-R-T-S. Smart people only read the sports written by War Room's own Jimmy the Blueprint. Go get your copy, sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. This date in sports history, March 17, 1988, Loyola Marymount beat Wyoming 119-115 to 115 in the highest scoring NCAA basketball game to date. It's not the highest scoring of all time now, but to that point in 1988, it was. But you remember that Loyola Marymount team and how they used to run and gun. Uh, rest in power, mm-hmm. Philly's own Hank Gathers. Shout out to Bo Kimball. In this particular game, Hank had 19 points. Bo Kimball had 29 points. Um, but, uh, yeah, shout out to them, man. Rest in power to Hank Gathers. Bo, 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 Bo used to – Hank get all the, get all the love because of the tribute, but Bo used to bring that ooh out. Yeah, hey, remember yeah. – I mean, you got to think back to 88. I mean, even now. 119 points, 115 points in a college game is crazy. But back That's then, crazy, yo. it was super crazy. <laughs> Bo was nice, man. Bo was like the ball from that uh, viral video, man. Like, yo, I packed that thing too, man. Like, right, right. You know, hanging <laughs> tough and all. <laughs> this was, you know, this was before the too. days of the, you know, influx of three-point shooting and stuff like that. I mean, we had the three-point line, but it wasn't like it is now. So the score, one nineteen. I mean, it definitely was no defense being played in this month. But shout out to everybody man, I'm involved in that game. I remember man. watching them boys playing high school, man. And yo, in the playgrounds in Philadelphia, it used to be, it used to be a thing they called Kimberland. Like yo, boy, shot from Kimberland. And basically, it's what, Steph, it's what Steph do Steph now. Steph Lane, right? It's what Steph do now. Mm-hmm. But you know, Bo, Bo was doing that back then. Yo, when I came home, I went to the, high school. Uh, shout out to Denise's Delicacies uh, Bakery up on 22nd Street in, in North Philly, you know, and I came off that block. I rolled past Dobbins. A classic spot. <laughs> had, like a, had like a nostalgic moment. Like, damn, remember back in the day, even when I was young, before I was a oh, member of the pub. Like, this is what you used to hear about. Hank Gathers and all of them. Yeah, they had all the bitches. They had all the bitches. Yo, do y'all remember how big Dawn Staley was in the league? She, I mean, in the, in the city? She was bigger in yeah. Philly as a high schooler than, like, the best women's players in the world are now. Like, all right? It was crazy. Yeah. It was crazy how much yeah, you heard was, her yeah, name. She's a, she's, a, she's a legend. She's a legend in the city. Legend. Gary. Let's get the hell out of here. Legend. Legend. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> Yo, man, shout to Barney, man. Anyway, man, um, it's time for us to get out of here. I just want to say thank you to anyone and everyone who supports anything that we do. Don't forget, everything you can find at our hub is right? So that shout is out to all the ladies who in the keto. <clears throat> all the ladies, all the ladies in the house. Um, yo, anyway, everything we do can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com. Enjoy the rest of the tournament if that's what you're watching. You dig? Um, but check out warrensports.com when you get a chance. Check out all of our webcasts. Uh, you know, check out B. Austin's uh, general thoughts 
you know what I mean? You know, B. Austin on the um, most recent one is in the shower with a fitted hat on, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, pause. <laughs> Check out everything at WolverSports.com. Get my book. <laughs> you get my book, Sports the Book, at WolverSports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you jumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.